to Movies, Movies, Movies on Mornings with Bridie Tanner, featuring Jack and Andre. <laughs> That's right, it's time for Movies, Movies, Movies. Joining me in the studio, we have Jack and Andre. How y'all doing? Oh my God, good, I think. Fabulous. Oh, you good? I'm very well. I'm just checking in. Thank you. I want to make this a safe space for everyone <laughs> to talk about movies and love Sandra Bullock. <laughs> <laughs> Do we? Yes. Bullock. 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 We're no longer sound testing. We're now on air. Okay. <laughs> um, well, up first we have movie news, right? That's right. Let's get into it. Movie news. All right, hit us with the movie news. Ooh, so hard and fast, how I like it. So we're talking French cinema, we're talking about Amelie. We all know Amelie, remember raspberries on the fingers? Is this what we're talking about, Jacques? Sinking, sinking your hands into just entire bags of grains. The director of Amelie has openly said, no Amelie too. So sorry, everyone. Why no. is that, Andre? Why Why does he not want to do a sequel to... Because Paris is fugs, apparently. He was <laughs> apparently like, it's fugly. Paris is fugs now. He was like, too much construction, end of story. He it's literally, disgusting. in an interview with IndieWire, just claimed that there's too much work Work happening. It's too hard to get around. It's too hard to shoot in Paris. Period. That's and that's why it. we'll never have another Sydney Olympics as well. But funnily enough, too though, ugly. S- <laughs> SBS is creating uh, an entire online, oh no, real life movie channel just to play Amelie One. That's all exactly. Night. So SBS has ah. announced that they're an- like going to have an entire channel for anyone who still has a TV, and they're <laughs> going to show Amelie on repeat all day until about nine thirty, when its programming is going to pivot and just show hardcore Euro porn until sunrise. I can I never that. tell. Is this actually <laughs> fake news or is this real news? This is kind of fake news but there is going to be a world movies channel and the handmaid's tale oh and okay so that's on a different channel but funny you should bring that up very very funny uh we're talking about the handmaid's tale because we're talking about jane campion and we're talking about elizabeth moss and if you don't recognize those names then you're obviously not jack because he's a fan of both those things so jane campion's new film has just been announced she's a famous new zealand director who we've adopted as Australian, and her new film's going to star Elizabeth Moss, who, mm-hmm. why am I even saying this news? This is Jack's terrain, because Elizabeth Moss is Jack's uh, key to his heart. But anyway, Elizabeth Moss is going to star in it with Benedict Cumberbatch, and it's going to be Jane Campion's first film since Bright Star. Another but when f- you say that sentence, when you say Jane Campion, Elizabeth Moss, and gave her pay Benedict Cumberbatch in a sentence, it feels like an algorithm, and I guess I'd love to hear the listeners' thoughts. Like, are you guys into seeing Elizabeth Moss and Benedict Cumberbatch as DEA agents, like... In the mm. war on drugs. Interesting. Mm. I guess yeah. the text line 0409945945 weigh in. Uh, but moving along, Australian cinema is one of the most important topics moving into this election on Saturday. Mm-hmm. What are the parties saying on film creation? <laughs> I love that statement. Australian cinema is one of the most important <laughs> topics for policy with people going to the polls. Because it seems like it's not. Like, no one is talking yeah. about it. It's not really in the news. I remember we did have Kate Shortland on the show a few months ago, and she talked about how she was doing a panel with Warwick Thornton and Mm -hmm. a bunch of other screen creators with the Labour Party talking about the future of Australian storytelling, what we need, what policy needs to be to enable really interesting Australian stories to be shown on screen and it doesn't seem like it's happening at the moment. The Liberal Party, instead of funding local films, have been funding sort of Marvel films essentially, like there's another Marvel film that's got greenlit. They're they're sort of spending their money in industry, which also had, there's an argument for that, Mm. but I think what we've seen is like a lack of Australian cinema and it's also like so hard to get Australian films off 
the ground and get audiences to them because mm-hmm. we have been like completely co-opted by Hollywood. Um, so basically the LNP are promising more of the same. They're mm-hmm. promising that they're going to be spending money on uh, tax breaks for international films. Um, the Greens have done something a little bit different. They're offering sort of this like this acknowledgement that the liberal merger of Screen New South Wales and the government of the arts, all these mergers and cuts that have been happening, they're going to kind of take away and take back. Like, that's their policy. Okay. And they also want to spend money on this system that, I don't know, at first glance seems a little bit like a work for the doll system for artists, which I'm not sure about, but I think it's hard to lump film and arts together, even though sometimes it needs to be done a bit more, or, like, maybe that's the perspective that filmmakers should be coming from. Yeah, well, a lot of filmmakers are moving towards arts funding in order to make their films now, and uh, that's going to be the future, I think. I think that is the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Labor, as well, Labor Party as well hasn't been really campaigning on film stuff as well, well, but they did just announce that they're going to return all the funding to SBS and ABC, and they have been undertaking extensive consultation all over the country over the last year to support the arts. They want to restore funding to the Australia Council, and they really are looking for a sort of system that rewards artists who are already working mm-hmm. and um, and support emerging artists. So, I don't know, it's like... Mm. It's almost like I, I emailed all of the... I didn't get any emails, replies. Really? I, I called, I couldn't get any clear policy <gasps> announcements. Like, we always wanted to talk about this on the show, but if mm. you could, like, hound your local member and Please find out do. exactly what their vision is for the future of the film industry, let us know. It's important. Mm. It is important. These polls and the receptionists who aren't replying to your emails need to be thrown in the bin. I just... Like, take it seriously. <laughs> Come Honestly. on. We know the power of representation is important. Come mm. on. Mm. Speaking of bins and sin bins, this next track requested by our film Lords is Detention by Shit Kid. Um, yes, I'll say no more. We've got two reviews <laughs> coming around the corner, so stick around for that. FBI 94.5. <laughs> Stole my teacher's cigarettes, found them in her purse Went out during math class to smoke them in the girls' room Trash can caught on fire, and I'm not a good liar They caught me with the lighter, tryna make the fire worse One time in jail, Stacy was getting on my nerves <laughs> At least that's what I heard, so I Two 
That's right. It's time for two reviews. What have we got on now? Okay, I'm going to go and review Top End Wedding, which is the new Australian blockbuster that's out in cinemas this week. Love that. I've got to ask you something. Marry me? Yes. (laughs) We're just meant to drop everything and fly to Darwin. It's important to Lauren. I always imagined getting married back home in Darwin. What are we talking? Are we talking tribal dancing? Did we do's? Face paint? Mum! <laughs> so, Miranda Tapsell, or Taps, is such a Miranda who loves to be a lawyer and loves her boyfriend almost as much as she loves Eggs Benedict, but not as much as she's about to find out, as much as she loves Tiwi. I couldn't help but wonder, in a film with so many amazing women, where were all our Seth Rogans? Oh, God. I tried to say Australian Seth Rogans. Like, <laughs> Australian Seth Rogans? Austra- where are all Australian Seth Rogans in this? The first two thirds feels a little bit where the bloody hell are ya, but it's worth sticking with Tourism Australia to get to the final scenes where the drone shots are traded for community. A final act pivot to sister girls and Tiwi designs from the fluorescent offices of Radelaide. Top End Wedding is ABC funny and Netflix plastic, but it's doing well. It's almost impossible now to make a su- successful domestic movie. We've free traded our own stories into the sunken place, but there's so many Indigenous stories here, and I hope this means we're going to have more and more and more and start taking some Sydney 2000 pride in our culture rather than just our industry. Mm. Mm. Two words, Elaine Crombie. Elaine she Crombie. Kills it in this. Huge. I kept thinking to myself... I don't even want to compare it to anyone in America because that would be demeaning towards a... I think the best thing about Top End Wedding is it really leaves room for sequels. Fully, fully, That fully. aren't about weddings. Less Australian movies about weddings, please. Or maybe yeah. it could be about... Because there's definitely a queer uncle in this film. and maybe There about, is a queer maybe uncle Maybe it's about their wedding afterwards. Their, mm. their gay wedding in Tiwi, you know? Obsessed. Uh, I really like this film. Or gay divorce. I like this film, but I have to agree with you on the front of just that this is obviously a film that came from the fiery pit of ABC writing. And it feels very, like, clean. Parents can watch it. Family can watch it. But also, is that even a bad thing? Isn't who, it weird that... Who am I to complain about that? Isn't it weird that Australian film is either, like, Chopper and Little Fish or mm. it's like really really polite comedy like dressmaker or mm. top end mm. wedding like it's like and the same people watch those two films it's so weird actually. that we can't have like actually edgy comedy in this country totally. but also i don't want to say a negative word about this film i really love this film like mm. it's just like insane like we've never had a film in tiwi mm. you know like mm. we've never been to that place in our mainstream cinema i'm so glad that we were there Very and, cool. and i definitely uh, appreciate Miranda Tapsell considering that oh i did God. photobomb her and deborah mailman once at afters when they're taking a photo promoting the sapphires and <laughs> i definitely saw them and i was like can i come in and they're like who are you and i was like cheese <laughs> <laughs> So much shame. Okay, moving on <laughs> to no, 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 the next one. Okay, well, Jack, if you had to give us a review in one word, what would it be? Oh, top end. Top end? Uh, yeah. I think mine's ABC. <laughs> it is ABC. <laughs> but uh, honestly, support auntie. Support auntie is what we're all about. And now we're going to be talking about Longshot, I think. Love it. It's Pretty Woman, but she's Richard Gere and you're Julia Roberts. Honestly, this has been the best few weeks of my entire life. We asked a thousand constituents how they would feel if Kate Middleton, I see where you're going with this, were to start dating Danny DeVito. Pretty negative reaction. 
That's it, you guys. You heard it here first. This week, we're sticking to what we know, so I'll be critiquing the comedy where Charlize Theron plays a workaholic in love with the unemployed stoner culture writer based in Brooklyn, played by Seth Rogen. I know, hot ride. <laughs> Charlize plays the US Secretary of State opposite Seth, who's an unemployed writer. You say unfunny, I say yes we can. This movie makes me proud to call myself a skinny French woman from Brooklyn. Charlize Theron works hard, doesn't have bags under her eyes, she takes micro naps standing up on planes, and says lines like, I want to smoke the molly. If you don't find it funny when she encourages people to get over it when they discover her boyfriend masturbates into his beard, are you even me? But also, on another note, thank God for Top End Wedding for drowning out the gay propaganda that is any movie, quote-unquote, from the producers of Bad Neighbours. Having said that, though, we watched this straight after Top Wedding, and we both had a ball, and this also packed out a cinema, so where are the complaints today? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, we have no complaints. Like, honestly, I, I like went to Top End Wedding thinking I was going to see a rom-com and saw a film about community. And then I went to see a film about community that actually ended up making me fall in love. Fully, fully. And the amount of star power in this film, from the references to Charlie XCX, that little Yachty coming at the end. I think, honestly, after watching... Okay, um, it's so boring how much I drag Netflix on here, but after seeing so many Netflix rom-coms that look cheap, Mm. to go see an expensive rom-com... This was an expensive movie. An expensive rom-com that's not making any money? That's my (laughs) kind of (laughs) rom-com. Is it not making money? No, it's not making money. It's not bombing, but it's not making money. No, it's bombing. People should go see The Long Shot. It's so good. I think also in this political climate that we're entering in Australia, and we all are well well aware that Australian politics is dry AF and has no personality. I mean, we have... dry as the Murray Darling basis. We haven't got our Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's. Go see Long Shot, which is about American politics (sighs) and being a stoner and having a hot beard. And also, it doesn't, like, I was so nervous that this film was going to fall into the dynamic of, like, hot, smart woman falls for, like, absolute doofus, like, Simpsons kind of dynamic. But then it ends with Dancing on My Own by Robin, and you're like, this movie has heart. (laughs) Yeah, but also (laughs) Seth Rogen, like, earns it. He's smart. He keeps her on, on like, on point. Like, they just work for each other. They level each other out. It's hot. And also, as they say in the industry, the twist is that Seth is convinced because he has a friend who's a Republican and a hardcore Christian. And it's like, yes, practice tolerance, everyone. Don't... Okay, Jack's giving me eyes now. Oh, my God. You Uh, love Elizabeth Moss. And she's a Scientologist. There, I said it. She's a Scientologist. She She is is a Scientologist. And that's not defamation because that's public knowledge. I know. We had a defamation lawyer come in and talk Mm. to the entire station the other day, so we're being very careful. And we're going to say allegedly a lot more in the future. Mm, Allegedly. Mm. (laughs) Okay, well, allegedly, I love this film. Jack, give it to me in a word. Allegedly brilliant. There we go. Mm -hmm. And for you in a word? That was it. Allegedly love this movie. Okay, (laughs) love that. Well, allegedly, we are going to... Take us on Sydney Spotlight up next. And allegedly, we're going to play this next song called Rude by Shy Girl. You're on FBI 94.5. How you move your mouth? You know this. 
so damn rude. Spotlight. Alrighty, it's time for Sydney Spotlight. And of course, we're still in the studio for movies, movies, movies with our film lords, Jack and Andre. Let's take it away. We have the Sydney Film Festival lineup announcement. That's right, yes. We are literally just going to be talking about that for the next nine calendar months, I think, is the idea. I know. There's really like a big sort of pre and afterglow to the Sydney Film Festival for us. So it's a Sydney Film Festival, you guys. It's from June 5th to the 16th. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to be having to flick through that cheap ink program that they give out. Just let Jack and I tell you what to go see. And honestly, don't even let us explain. Just listen to our recommendations and buy those tickets because you're going to miss them otherwise. Famously, the Sydney Film Festival films don't come out for ages mm. after they get screened. We had to wait so long for that Sofia Coppola film to come to Australia. Even the MIA documentary? No, that was actually a different one. That was that, no, that took that, like a year. That yeah. took, it did take a year. Oh, no, it took to June. But... No, anyway. no, 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 it did. It, took, it only came out this year. Regardless, though, Sorry. Jack and I are just going to break it down for you and tell you what to go see, and we haven't got enough airtime to be able to describe everything, so... To avoid having to buy those crazy, crazy expensive tickets, get flexi passes. You can buy 10 for $162.50. You can buy 20 for $300. And that sounds like big money, but if you do the math, it all adds up. But if you do the math? Let's... If you do the math, if you do the math gala. But <laughs> let's start with uh, the tearjerker ones. I think the Agnes Varda documentary series uh, is going to probably be one to go check out. So, as you know, because we can't stop talking about it, Agnes Varda, our absolute godmother of cinema, passed away this year and her final film Varda by Agnes is playing in the State Theatre this year for the Sydney Film Festival. We'll be at the two o'clock session on Saturday the 8th if you want to come see Mm -hmm. us and have a cry. And get Mm -hmm. a pick. And there's also going to be screening of, I think I would like to say the majority of her famous films scattered throughout the festival. So We'd highly recommend Murals, which is actually Mure Mure, um, which is about the murals in LA. They're also going to be screaming uh, Screaming. (laughs) They're also going to be screaming daguerreotypes. And are they doing Black Panthers as well? Black Panthers, Gleaners is out there. There. Just if you know anything about anything, type in Agnes Varda into the Sydney Film Festival search bar, and you'll be shown as much as you want to know. And also, if this is your start of your Varda journey, they're ha- like holding this handy audience guide to Agnes Varda at the town hall that you can go to. Mm. If you just go on the website and search like an audience guide to Agnes Varda, there's like an hour long lecture by um, someone from Acme. That's kind of an entry point to sort of something that is an essential part of cinema, I would say. Mm-hmm. We're all about learning about movies here. And to all the straights out there, we also recommend maybe seeing the Jim Jarmusch film if you want. No, and we don't. We're absolutely not giving okay, airtime to Jim right, Jarmusch right, here. Right, right. I think you're right, I think that's right. what everyone's going to do at the Sydney Film Festival is they're just going to go and see Jim Jarmusch and think they've done the festival. And I think you should just like tarot card open that program up to any page, put your finger down, and if it's not Jim Jarmusch, you should go see it and take a risk. Talk to us about Pain and Glory starring Rosalia. Pain and Glory Rosalia? 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 Okay, so Rosalia. on the t- Text line, someone said Rosalia, but I feel like Rosalia sounds more Spanish. I'm still up in the air about it, but text line says Rosalia. Jay Can Balvin you text says in Rosalia. And say 
He says what? Rosalia. Rosalia. Okay. We shouldn't have this conversation on air. Okay. We well, can't learn in public. She's making her screen debut in Pedro Amadovar's new film, Love Pain that. and Glory, with Penelope Cruz and Antonio Banderas, which is on in the State Theatre before Vada by Agnes. We'll also be at that. You should definitely go to that. You should go see two new Australian films, Suburban Wildlife and Sequin in a Blue Room, which are made by... Our friends. Friends of the pod. And also, if you have the stomach, and I say that with a lot of caution, you can go see the follow-up to The Babadook, which has nothing to do with Spooky Monsters Under the Bed. Jennifer Kent's new film is a period film, and that's what I'm going to say about it because it has some very hot and difficult material in it, but that's also making its Australia premiere at the Sydney Film Festival. And I'm going to list three names that you should go and just Google yourself. Akasha, a Sudanese film, Manta Ray, a Thai film, and The Body Remembers When the World Broke Open, which is a Canadian film. And I'm not going to say anything about them, and you're just going to have them sit on your mind until you Google them. Mm, get on Tinder and invite someone to go see High Life as well with Rob Patterson. And we have a special announcement. We're going to be releasing videos about our Sydney Film Festival picks. We've been running a podcast se- season, interviewing some of the directors and mm-hmm. some of the producers of the films that are going to be coming out during the festival so you can check on the FBI website when those things are going to come out. We're just going to gather as much material as we can and then just make it rain. We're just making this content. Mm-hmm. Love that. So that's all for Sydney Film Festival? One more thing. Did you, okay. <laughs> did you know that the producer of Bajay Cardi is called 30 Rock? <laughs> can you believe that? Uh, that's crazy. Wow, life really happens to you sometimes. Oh, and rest in peace Peggy Lipton from Twin Peaks. She mm. died today. Rasha Jones' mom. Mm-hmm. Sad. The, the, Dinah owner, Dinah runner. Dinah runner in Twin Peaks. In Twin Peaks, She made yeah. the pies. Mm. She made the pies. She made the famous pies. A yeah. Killer wow. waitress. I'll see you, Peggy. Killer slaytress. Slaytress. I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming in, Jack and Andre. Of course, if you missed any of that juicy, juicy goodness, you can head to our website, fbiradio.com. Check the description of today's morning program and you can keep up with the reviews and with the recommendations for the Sydney Film Festival. Thank you again for coming in. No worries. Thanks for having us. This podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.